So I'll, I'll read the first four verses of, of 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as us. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of our God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Uh, what's your most precious possession? What's so precious to you that, that you would hate it if you lost it? What possession would you uh, guard the most? What possession are you going to uh, make sure you have a uh, insurance cover on in case you lose it what's precious to you uh, when, when becky and i were preparing to get married we bought wedding rings um and that's a precious item to me not because it makes us more married but it is a clear sign that we are uh, it, and I'm very glad that we got some uh, insurance cover on it. <laughs> there was a crack <laughs> found in it just a, a month or so ago. Uh, and I've been without it these last few weeks until yesterday. Uh, I was reunited with it. Uh, with this important sign of our, of our marriage. Of the promises that I've made to her and she's made to me. It's a precious uh, item. How about your faith in God? Do you see that as precious? A precious thing that is worth looking after, worth investing in, worth making every effort to uh, grow uh, and protect. Well, Peter describes our faith in God uh, as precious in verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. We've received a faith and it's precious. And notice Peter says it's as precious as ours. Peter is an apostle. He could maybe, if he was thinking uh, particularly uh, proud thoughts one day say, oh, I'm an apostle, I'm an, an elite category in the Christian life. But actually he says, no, your, your faith is just as precious uh, as ours, as his. Uh, he's not in some elite class of Christianity. He's received uh, a faith uh, by grace, just as, as we have Tea. All of us by nature, don't we, deserve the wrath of God. But thanks be to God that by his grace uh, we are saved. And that includes Peter and the apostles and, and even us uh, in the room here who believe. Uh, 
And to the believers that he's writing to, he says two, two things, uh, the, the two big things uh, in these verses. Uh, firstly, we've been transformed. We've been transformed. So verse 1 again, Simon Peter, he's a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Uh, we know Peter well from the, the Gospels, don't we? That bold disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, although it wasn't so bold at times, uh, we know very sadly and famously he denied the Lord Jesus three times. But Jesus graciously restored him and commissioned him to feed his sheep. And Peter here describes himself first, not as, a, as an apostle, but as a servant. First as a servant. He, he's one of few people that can say he's an apostle, but he first sees himself as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, who said to his disciples that he came not to be served, but to serve. Uh, who said, no servant is greater than his master. He calls people to serve. And Peter knows that. And he is first and foremost a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he's also an apostle. Uh, he, he's one of those few that can say that. And, and so his letter has authority, it has weight, the things that he says. Uh, and it's helpful for us to, to remember that. This is worth listening to. This is scripture come through the apostle Peter. Um, and he's become a servant of the right, uh, of the of the Lord Jesus Christ and as a servant as a Christian uh, he knows that he is saved by the grace of God he says in verse 1 to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours he talks about through the righteousness of the Lord Jesus None of us had a righteousness of our own, have we, that could save us. Uh, this righteousness that we have belongs uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is completely uh, righteous. Uh, and he himself is God. Peter makes that so clear here. Uh, of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. Uh, it's not come from another man but from God himself who has come down to live a perfectly righteous life in a way that we could not. His righteousness, as we know, it's, it's imputed to us. It's given us a, a gift of his grace, not by our own works. And so we can, as we will sing in a moment, uh, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And one day we'll get to stand before the throne of God. He'll say, welcome into my kingdom. And we'll be there because we're clothed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And those are things that we know. We're, we're good Calvary Christians. But just think that that's a complete transformation. That we can be so thankful for. It's a precious thing that we have received. It's not something everybody 
in this world knows. There's a lady at the cafe, uh, we were thanking God for that on uh, Friday, but one lady, she convinced atheists, you can't persuade me. She studied theology, she studied the word of God. And it's so sad that she doesn't share in this faith uh, that, that we share in that is so precious. Such a wonderful transformation. And so we don't take it for granted. It's a precious, precious thing that we have. And Peter goes on and uses the expression grace and peace. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. May you know grace and peace in abundance. What a wonderful thing to say at the start of a letter. This grace and peace that you know is not from you. Uh, it's from uh, through your saving knowledge of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we say we know someone, uh, we will know facts about them. Uh, so you say we know someone called Gary, uh, who's 57 and a doctor and a, has a wife and three children, two boys and one girl. Uh, those are facts that we know about Gary. They're facts that, that lots of people may know about Gary. But if we know Gary is in, he, he's our friends, uh, we'll know what he's passionate, passionate about. And we'll know that Gary loves us as a dear friend. And we know that we love him as a dear friend. We know him in that sense. Not just knowing facts about them, but, but knowing them uh, intimately. Uh, we know that if we're in some sort of trouble, Gary will be there for us. Far, far more than just knowing simple facts about Gary. We know him with our head and with our heart. And so with uh, this knowledge of God, we know just not facts about God, not just intellectual facts. It's important for us to know what we believe about God, what we believe to be true. We know he's uh, three in one. We know he's created the world. We know those facts about God, but, but we also know him as a friend. We have a relationship with him. We love him and we know that he loves us so deeply. We see that in the Lord Jesus Christ. We know him with our head and heart. That's the sort of knowledge that Peter is talking about there in verse 2. It's a precious thing, a precious thing that we have come to know the Lord Jesus in this way. And we know that it's not come about through uh, gold or gems. Uh, many precious items, maybe you've, you've paid for them. Uh, but with this faith that we have that is so precious, uh, it's not been bought with money. Jerome opened that wonderful uh, passage in Isaiah 55, come without money. But it's been bought with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that he has shed for us. That's a precious thing. And so because of that, because of that, our lives have been transformed by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
thinking about Peter again, uh, the very first time he saw uh, Jesus as a fisherman, uh, he told him to let, it, let the nets down and catch this miraculous fish. Peter bowed down before him and said, go away from me, Lord. But Jesus kept him following him uh, all the way through. Wonderful transformation in that hardened fisherman, Peter. And then on that, that day of Pentecost, we, we know how wonderfully and amazingly and powerfully uh, God used him to preach boldly to those people there. Such a transformation in his life. Something only God can do. And the same with all of us who know a saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so do you see that as precious? The transformation that God has brought about in ye. Uh, so we're transformed, uh, and then secondly and finally, uh, we're equipped. We're equip- equipped. So we've been transformed by the Lord. Uh, we know his saving work in our lives, but that doesn't stay there. We, we don't sit and put our feet up. Uh, we're equipped to be growing uh, in our faith. Uh, we're, we're to live uh, like uh, the Olympian, uh, living uh, not in light of uh, the gold medal, but in light of that prize that we're looking forward to, the prize of being with Christ forever. And so we don't sit around lazily drinking cups of tea as Christians, but we must be working, making every effort to be growing in godliness. Sin is still a present reality in our lives. We thought about the temptations we face this morning. Uh, we need to be on our guards, don't we? We need to be living a life that is seeking to grow in godliness. They're looking more and more about uh, like the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll think about uh, growth as a Christian, a lot more next week. But be encouraged this evening by verses 3 and 4 that we are equipped to grow. So let's read verses 3 and 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evildoers. And Peter says, because of his divine power, which is at work in you, we're equipped, we're given everything we need to live that godly life. The Spirit of God, doesn't it? Doesn't He comes to live in us as Christians? God is living within us. We're equipped with His divine power. None of us that doesn't make any of us Superman or Superwoman. It's a God coming to work in us, but we're still in these sinful bodies. But He has given us that power. It is at work in us. And so we can confidently make every effort to confirm our calling and election, uh, to be growing in godliness, 
We can be confident in the power that he has given us. And verse 3 goes on uh, to say, uh, through, it's through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. We have this saving knowledge in him. We have this wonderful relationship with God, head and, head and heart. We can be growing in that knowledge of him. Are you seeking to be growing in knowing God? Do you delight to know God? We cannot, uh, we'd never get to the depths of knowing everything and understanding everything about God, but do you delight in trying to get to know this God who has saved you, who has transformed you? Jesus himself said, this is eternal life that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. We we know God. We can grow in knowing God. Is that a priority in your life? But not only that, uh, we also, verse 4, have very precious and great promises. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises promises he says so he he's given us a knowledge of god uh, with that knowledge of god that saving knowledge of god we we can be confident in growing in a godly life but we also have his precious promises precious promises of god to hold on to to rest in to believe so when we sin we can rest in the promises of god's forgiveness When we feel alone, we can rest secure in the one who will never leave us nor forsake us. When we feel abandoned by someone, we can rest in that promise. When we despair at the pain and brokenness of this uh, life, we can look forward to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And know that in him we have the hope of a, a perfect world to come. If, if we're mourning the loss of a Christian brother or sister who dies, we can rest in the promise that the, the Lord Jesus makes, that, that he is the resurrection and the life. Through our knowledge of God and through these precious promises that we have from him, Peter says that we can grow in godliness and he says in verse 4 he continues to say that so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires he says we participate in the divine nature he's not saying that we become whether we become gods or we become become god but he is saying that as we grow, as we Christians have this precious faith, we have God uh, living within us by his spirit. We're united to Christ. We, we participate in the divine nature in that way. It's a precious thing. Hard to get 
uh, our minds around, but such a precious privilege that we do participate in this way uh, in the divine nature. We have him within us. We're united to Christ. And because uh, of that, we, we get to grow uh, to become like God, uh, God, to become holy uh, like God. Uh, we get to share in his immortality. We get to live forever. We get to share in that wonderful life. Uh, and he says, uh, Peter says, towards the end of here, we've escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. We've escaped corruption, he says. Uh, what, what, on, what on earth is he saying? Uh, we still live in a, a, the world around us which will still have effects on us. But in this wonderful life that we have found in God's, uh, he is restoring us, isn't he, into his image. Uh, he is making us new. And we're heading towards receiving a rich welcome in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I was thinking about it a little bit like this. Uh, I've been introduced to the Great British Pottery Throwdown of recent times. It's amazing how people can take a lump of muddy clay and transform it into something beautiful. A beautiful plate, a jug, a bowl. Uh, and what God is doing in us through his divine power, which is at work in us, giving everything we need for, to live a godly life, he, he is taking us muddy, dirty sinners and transforming us into the likeness of Christ. Until that day when we receive that rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Big, big things in those few verses, packed into those few verses. Uh, and perhaps the time that we've had hasn't done them justice, but uh, big things to go away and, and think about and rejoice in. We can rejoice in our great salvation and in our great Savior. And so let's do that as we sing our final hymn.